Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations, where we invite our hosts and guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. This season, we're also looking forward to engaging more with our audience, hearing your enlightened views, and answering questions and topics you would like us to weigh in on. Today's episode is hosted by Michelle Lightworker. Everybody, it's Michelle Lightworker here, and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have a beautiful guest with me today, Janine Howard, who is stunningly uh, going to share with us insight on the Empress Codes and all things uh, juicy on Empressing. Uh, welcome, Janine. Thank you so much, Michelle. And um, we are going to dive into it. But before I do, just for those of you who don't know Janine, I'll give you a brief introduction now. Obviously, we have a, a being of light with a lot of uh, bringing a lot of wisdom through, but just a little snapshot for Janine. Janine is um, uh, also known as Alamia, and she's a former magazine editor and publisher who now works with revolutionary women who are ready to receive and embody the Empress Codes so that they can unleash, I love that word, their soul-aligned legacy, empire, and impact. So welcome, Alamia. <laughs> so interesting, you know, at this stage, you know, we're in January 2023 when this is being recorded. If yeah. we had spoken, uh, you know, two months ago, you wouldn't be calling me Alamia. I would probably think mm -hmm. you were a little bit bananas if you did. And so there's a whole story around that. And the evolution, I feel, that each of us are going through at the moment and unleashing as like the word I used before of like who we truly are and it's miles away from who we thought we were back in the day um we can also talk about you know who I was back in the day and when we first connected and all of those things as well today love to I think it's just um testament to how far we've all come it's so and how far I've come as well Oh my God, yes. And I'm getting tingles as you're sharing all that because it's um it's like uh, I keep he hearing the word permission, you know, and um, it's like we're giving ourselves permission to unleash, you know, and um, if, if we've got any limitations around that, um, then hopefully this, this podcast will give people permission to unleash that little bit more into who they are. Beautiful. Sounds perfect. Mm. Let's do mm. this. Let's do it. So um, your your journey has has been a, a 180 degrees from uh, CEO at Profile Magazine. You've done lots of other things, um, but now you've really stepped into your um, guiding leaders, basically re re revolutionary women to unleash. Tell me a bit about the journey. Yeah. And so for, for many people who knew me back in the day and you know, I was a, a typical magazine publisher and editor and, you know, we, we laughingly, my team and I laughingly were like, you like the woman from Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a, a force to, to reckon with and all of the things. And I remember even staff members were sometimes a little bit intimidated or scared by me. And, you know, that was just that egoic presence that I had. It served me well at the time. I have absolutely no shame judgment around it anymore. Mm -hmm. However, Thinking about who I was back in running magazine empires was on the surface being a very powerful woman mm. underneath being a scared little girl. Mm. And so 
I, it came with a lot of stress. It came with a lot of pressure. It came with a lot of responsibility. And so that then triggered a lot of my egoic side of things of having to control and to micromanage and make sure everything happened. And it, when you think about all of those energies, that is a very masculine energy, an unhealed masculine energy. And so who I was back then is very different to who I am now. And that back then I felt um, I didn't even know who I was, right? So I actually wasn't able to tap into, like, who actually am I? Like, what is actually my desires in the world? And a lot of my desires were perceptions and paradigms of who I thought the world wanted me to be. Yeah. And that was, you know, to, to be famous and to show up everywhere. And, you know, I went to every single networking event. I, you know, had a book as well back in those days. And all of that was from a very different place than what it is today. Again, no shame, judgment, et cetera. But what that resulted in for my body, my relationships was that it was, it was challenging. You know, back in those days, I, I thought I didn't want to have a family um, and then when I decided I did want to have a family, we we couldn't, you know, we had a lot of miscarriages along the way. Um, I look back now and my relationship had a lot of cracks and fissures in it that I didn't realise, you know. Imagine my poor husband being with such a an A-type controlling woman. Again, I take no um, no shame or judgment against myself for that. It's just who I was at the time. And so the process from back in those days to who I am now has actually been an unraveling, like a unleashing and unlocking and, you know, an undoing of all of the perceptions and paradigms I had about who I needed to be, but yeah. also other people's perceptions and paradigms mm -hmm. of who I thought they thought that I needed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and as you've done that, um, it's sort of like the visual I'm getting is as you've as you've unlayered and de-layered de those those beliefs, old paradigms, old beliefs, and and it's like an unveiling, you know. So it's like a um, you've got um, you've gotten to more and more and more and more and more of your essence, and um, and 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 for me, it feels like this is not about anybody else. This is about myself and who connecting back to that place but that's that in that there's also a role modeling for others to be able to do the same thing so yeah. I mean I'm just correct me if I'm wrong but that's what I'm I'm getting as you as you're sharing with me yeah definitely you know you think about um how many women are still and have been like me in that um that old version of me you know yeah. can uh in the masculine and trying to just hold on to control for dear life right and yeah how many women have the opportunity now, right? Mm. If people like me can go first and show them that stepping fully into your authentic authentic you, and I, I want to go further with that because it's even more deeper than that, it's the, the organic essence of who you truly are. You know, mm. I, I term it the, um, the organic blueprint of your mm. sacred heart space. Mm. You know, that's actually who we truly are. If women like myself, and I, I'm doing like myself in that who I thought I had to be back in the day, very corporate yes. and all of those kind of things, mm. you know, I'm I'm not uh, the, the typical unicorns, purple, rainbows and all of that kind of thing that we mm. categorise um, someone who's deeply spiritual like we would mm. have in the past. And so 
I can still be a confident, powerful woman and a leader and be deeply spiritual and be deeply connected to the organic essence of who I truly am. And so I think we're coming into a world where we need more women like myself to, to really step up and be leaders and show that by unveiling who we truly are is our greatest strength. I agree, a hundred percent, a million percent, and it's in, and it's interesting because it's it's like what are we assigning power to, isn't it really? Yeah. And so because we're reclaiming something, we're reimagining what what actually is authentically powerful, like what really is powerful, not the controlling and that kind of thing, but what is extremely powerful when we allow ourselves to feel it. I can only imagine that that's what part of the Empress Codes is about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so let's go to, to the Empress Codes. Like where did they come mm. from? How did they, they come to light? And so on my journey, I went from the, you know, the hard-assed magazine publisher yeah. um, and I got pregnant with my first child. Mm-hmm. And so that was deeply impactful, not just from becoming a parent, but me understanding how powerful I actually was and what I was capable of be of beyond, you know, the, the money and the literal growing of companies. And so one experience that I had, and some people may have actually heard this story from me before, is when uh, I birthed my baby, I did a home birth, mm-hmm. wasn't really chosen. It just played out that way. And oh, wow. I just went with whatever needed to happen. Yeah. And so during the the actual birthing process, my baby turned, so started mm-hmm. turning posterior. Now, mm-hmm. if I was in a hospital, I would have been sent to have a cesarean straight away. Mm-hmm. My midwife, however, said to me, your body knows what to do. What do you need to do? And so I went so intuitively within and allowed my body and my energy to completely take over. And so my body knew exactly what to do. It started doing movements Mm -hmm. to allow that baby to come back around. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm vaguely aware of this. However, my midwife tells the story really well. I started to fully channel and speak in tongues. And, you know, she said said speak in tongues. But I fully started to channel the goddess energy. And so I... I know now that from allowing that really divine, pure connection that I removed my mind out of it, I removed even my physical body and just allowed myself to be fully taken over, I was completely supported by goddess energy to birth that baby. So within five and a half hours, I had like, it was amazing, magical home birth, right? Mm. And in that power of doing that, I realized I could do anything. And so from that moment, I decided to sell the magazine and create my life. It was like I got rebirthed. Wow. That is phenomenal. That is amazing. Timing's interesting as well. So if anyone knows anything about um, astrologically placements and all of things, so Mm. December 12, uh, 2012 was a pivotal point in the history of the earth. And so he was born in um, the early February of 2013. So, Mm -hmm you know, momentous time on the planet. And so from then, I literally then like created the life that I desired. So my husband decided to leave his corporate job and be an actor. 
I then decided to um, start a, a coaching business. And since then, we've really kept unhooking from all of the paradigms and constructs that society tells us that we need to do. You know, like as a man, like he needs to have a job and work full time and all of that. No, actually, he gets to go and be creative and pursue his passions. And that makes him a better dad and a better husband. For me, the the way of living is that I didn't have to work hard anymore. I didn't have to do seven days a week, 80 hours a week doing magazines. I could actually get paid that and more by working far less. So all of this new way of being started coming through. So we literally were doing it and these, I would now call them codes, the Empress codes. Back in the day, it came through as um, it felt like energetic pillars. Yes. Right. So when I went into meditation and into my journaling practice, these four pillars started to come through. Now, back then, it was more a marketing angle. So mm -hmm. the, the words were abundance, style, ease, and grace. And mm -hmm. so on any future magazines I had, uh, those were the code words to go in it. There was, um, you know, topics surrounding each of those. And then as time progressed on, and again, I unhooked more and more from that, you know, old matrix, mm -hmm. I realised these were energetic codes, new ways of being, new paradigms for us to be bringing out to the world. And even today, like as I, I can go in deeper and deeper and there's sacred geometry and there's equations and, yeah, it's, it's deeply, deeply energetic. And so when my clients start embodying these Empress codes into their world and living by them, so these unhooking, they start to expand rapidly, mm -hmm. right? So one of the codes we are just talking about before I got on the call here with you was that the old construct of, say, success was that if you put in the hard work plus time equals success. The Empress Code of Ease is the opposite of that. Yes. So it's the more that you can step into the ease and the flow plus no time mm. equals success. Mm -hmm. So time is a construct that isn't actually relevant in the Empress Codes mm. because it can happen instantaneously. And the less we work hard in the hustle, the less that, you know, we've all talked about the hustle culture and now it's flipped on its head. So we're all getting it anyway. Yes. So the more that we embody this, the more that we'll actually understand that all of the freedom, the sovereignty, the success, the abundance is all in the converse to what we're being taught and programmed. Does that yeah. make sense? Absolutely. And and the, the reality is the more we're unhooking from control um, and the less we give and the more that we're giving ourselves permission to receive all the assistance, all the resources spiritually that can carry us to, to make things happen magic mm. magic 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 the more we allow that and we give us the permission to hook into that the, the the quicker things happen anyway i mean really i often wonder how the hell did i get all that done like yeah. the time flies it's just like a ridiculous amount of time and the tasks are easier because um potentially i mean i don't i don't think this is just my style but potentially we get told to do things a certain way that 
makes it so much easier for us in every other area of our life. Like I've got a million examples on, on that. But, um, you know, batching tasks and things like that is, is something that I do a lot because I, I get into the energy of that and connect with that. And then once I've done all that, and it could be that I've, I don't know, down, had a download from a full moon and it's just like it's got a million things in it. And so I've gone, okay, I'll, I'll do all my batching of all my blogs and schedule them and, and that will just all be done. And then it frees up all this energy for other things. So, I mean, there's just, I mean, I've got a million examples on how that works in my life. But it is true, the path of ease and grace is um, one where you're not holding on to things you think you need to control things. Mm. And because your plate isn't so full and because your plate is clear, you get more, it's like a perpetual momentum thing. You get more help and more help and more help. And then, yeah, yeah. Mm. and then it's just life is so, like it is so much easier. I mean, things happen, like challenges happen. But um, when when you just allow them to be whatever they are and don't fight them or judge them, you find and invite more help, it just becomes a normal way of living, doesn't it? It's just so Correct. different. Completely different. And I, and I feel like um, what you're feeling into then is so when I'm uh, speaking into the Empress Codes and energetically stepping into it, you go up the frequency scale. Yep. Right, so up the vortex of the frequency scale. So we always talk about like Christy Marie Sheldon does that it's, you know, love and above. We want to go into those frequencies. When we move into those frequencies and we stay in alignment with those, so the, the pillars mm. of the Empress Codes embody that frequency of love and we do everything from that love space, mm. there is no time. You don't need time to get anything done. You don't need time or space to have clients or revenue to come in. So, for example, one of the activations that I have my clients listen to on a regular basis is uh, the entrepreneurial grid. Now, the frequency of that, like the spark that was gifted to me by another mentor many, many years ago. And so now I teach this. And it's when we go into this um, energetic field, we can call our clients in without doing anything now I want to be mindful that sometimes people go oh I just sit there and meditate all day well no actually this is the work like if there was work this is the energetic work of going out into the the unified field and calling people back in and so we were just talking about results of this yesterday with um a group of my mastermind clients uh one brought in a 20k client paying full within an hour of doing Mm -hmm. the grid someone she'd never met before. Uh, Someone else said, I had two clients who paid me $3,900 drop out of the sky in the last Mm. couple of days from doing it. So this is the magical place that we get to play in, right? We get to be so powerful. You know, when I I channel um, different goddesses and energies and so forth, you know, the message is always, we are so more powerful than we know. Like far beyond our brains can comprehend. And this is the world that we're moving into where this becomes the new normal. I love it. And 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 with the name, tell me more about your the change to Alamia. Or, oh. the, embra- or the embracing of that, I should say. Yeah. And so this is a, another unhooking journey that I had to go through. So um I was called to have a session with a a galactic Akashic record session with someone. And 
I personally have been playing in the Kashuk realm for, for many, many years and then didn't even know that there was an galactic Akashic record, like a whole other higher dimension. So technically, if there was a technical for it, it's going into the 24th dimension and retrieving information there from your galactic being. Mm-hmm. So in this, you know, it's like, just go with it. I'm, I'm very much about like, yeah, just go with it. I'm, I'm cool with all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went into my galactic Akashic records and the, the name came through and I'll speak in a moment about how the names come through because that's always interesting. But he downloaded the name for me, which is beautiful. And so he says to me, so your galactic Akashic name or your galactic soul name is Allah Mia. Not only that, Janine, yes, you, Janine, are the queen of the celestial race of Andromeda. Mm. And so, you know, you're going, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, whatever, that's cool. Like, and your ego is saying, mm-hmm, I see, Georgia, I was destined for greatness. Hello, look at me. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> right. So, you know, ego got a good stroking. Um, and then what was even more interesting about this reading, he said to me, this was just before the December 12, 12 portal. Mm-hmm. And he said, and you are the key that we've been searching for that we didn't know that we were searching for that is required to open the portal on December 12. Wow. And so uh, energetically and physically I showed up to this particular um, activation that we did on December 12, 12, bringing or aligning um, the pyramids of Giza through mm-hmm. Sirius to Andromeda galaxy. Oh, wow. Now, this is a, a realm that, like, it sounds a bit nutbag talking about. Like, I still think it's a bit nutbag. However, everything made sense to me. Like, it was yep. annoying. Just, yeah, like of feeling. course, that's yep. what I'm doing. Yes. Of course, that's what I'm doing. You know, of mm-hmm. course, I'm tattooed with the pyramid anyway. Of course, I've got pyramids everywhere around me. You know, of course, yep. I was channeling goddess Isis, you know, all of this crazy stuff. Mm. So what I really pause for a moment and remind everybody, the person who I was, say, prior to 2012 would not be speaking about this in any way, shape or form. Mm, yeah. And so the evolution that I have been through and am still going through and all of Earth, the conversations, like enlightened conversations that we're having these days. I mean, Michelle, you were actually a leader way back in the day. Thank you. Around all of this. Yeah. Right? And so now the conversations that you're bringing forth are at such an elevated frequency. So I wanted to honour you for that. Thank you. Thanks, Janine. Alama, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and our ego is like that too, and that's okay I as know. well. Yeah, and I think it's good because um, anything's possible. It gives people hope. Like, I mean, I um, like when I read your post about um, that uh, when, you're, when you're, you notice on Instagram someone had used your Empress codes and then the way you'd approach it was with such maturity and it's like, you know, hang on a sec, I don't own these and, and that kind of thing. I really resonated because when I was um, back in 2005, when I was guided to get a group of people together and just um, teach them lightwork practitioner training, I was downloading 12 principles. You could say they're codes too because they're really high vibe like principles like love is one of them and honesty, open-mindedness, willingness. That, like there's 12 and they the more I've worked, the more I'm going, these just aren't principles. These are more, these are more, it's a bit like your pillars and 
I'm like, I get that. You really get there's an essence or something in them. There's something more um, tangible. And the more you talk about them, the more you give examples, the more you come from them, the more elevated you are, I think, as a teacher. But the way that came through for me was I didn't even know what they were in front of a whole group of people. So I was really in a humbled space of going, where the hell, what am I doing? What am I doing? And so I think the best leaders just give themselves permission to allow the information to come through. Yeah. And, 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 and by that happening, if more than one of us are getting the same information, we're not, we're not competing or criticising each other, you know. Um, there is the shadow aspect of it, I guess, where people feel so insecure um, but then they find something and they want to use it. And so the intentionality around that is um, I'm just going to use this information. I'm not going to honour where it came from even if it's in the physical realm, you know, through somebody I've witnessed. And um, I think there's a respect there too. There's mm. a, I've always said that I stand on the shoulders of giants, both here and across the, you know, realm in the other realms. Um, but I feel like I need to say that because you handed it so gracefully and so beautifully. Um, and the words you used were that you knew that when you, reached out to this person you needed to come from a place of let me just go to the thing um it said um was I initially triggered by the post yep when I took a deep breath and asked for guidance and it was to con connect rather than, con than condemn it was to reach out rather than to repel it was to love rather than hate um and this is one of the new ways of doing business that is coming through we're here to unite to collaborate, to connect, to love, to end judgment, to end jealousy, to end hate, to end separation. And this is why I believe that I downloaded the impress codes um, because I can handle them in a sacred way. I could love them, honour them, share them and let go of them because they are not mine. They are not hers. They are ours, yours. You are being called to let go of all attachments to who you think you are, what you think is yours. And open up to the codes, activations, and messages that are wanting to be expressed to all of us right now. I've just absolutely loved it. Like when I read it, I just went, this is so extraordinarily true. It's beyond, because you know, we've both had a publishing background, right? You know, it's beyond copyright, you know? It's yeah. it's beyond it, but there's still a respect and an integrity that when you're in this business, you still honor each other yeah mm -hmm. and this and I think that when you set that example of how to lead from that framework it's so powerful it's beyond the like you said you know the programming of oh well these are the laws and these are you know it's beyond that thank yeah. you yeah, and I've experienced this myself, you know, being a publishing background, like, gosh, we've, you know, there's trademarking and all of these things. And mm. I've, you know, made mistakes over the years and also been, you know, accused of things that I haven't at all of mm. these, right? And so my my old self was triggered initially just mm. for that moment. And, and I honour that too. Like, it's okay that I got yeah, triggered. Mm. And then it's interesting when you read that back, I don't remember writing that mm -hmm. because obviously it wasn't coming through, my right? brain. This is a channel. So when I allow myself to be a vessel for the message, which by the way, I want to clarify something too, because sometimes we think it's external to us. It's actually not external. Mm -hmm. And 
it feels like it's coming through us into it, but it's actually in our energetic field anyway. And so it gets calibrated in the heart space. I love that you said that. Yeah. So, cause sometimes people can still externalize, Oh, tell me, tell me what to do. Tell, like, you know, you actually really know it's within you. It's just your energetic field. Um, and this is what I believe is the things like the Empress codes for me, I could have literally trademarked it with a TM sign and gone to town and sent a letter, cease and desist and all of that. She never looked at my stuff, right? We actually connected. We had a great conversation afterwards, right? And I asked, how did, but where did you come? She said, I had a session and these codes came through and I was, and I was like, oh my God. So like, this is the thing, how expansive and exciting is this, that she's also been given to be a keeper of the Empress codes. I'm just one of the keepers of the Empress Codes. We have been chosen because we can handle the integrity and sacredness of this. And so the more that I can connect with those people, I believe we have work to do together. Wow, that is so right? awesome. Like the the the, um, the connectedness, the web of that, the energetic alignment, the grid of that is mm. so magical and powerful and it's it takes sometimes a lot of work for us to get out of all of the constructs of the ego that would bring it into smallness and go, well, how can this be more expansive? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, if I can be one guiding light for someone else to ease themselves into letting go of any downloads that they've had, anything that they've like trademarked and copyrighted, that's a separation, right? It's it's not yours, it's ours. We are all actually energetically connected. And so the more that we can just ease off that, the less that we have an us and a them, mine, yours. Yeah. That polarity and they actually bring into to harmony. I agree 100%. And the reality is, is that, the more grown up we are spiritually, the more adulting we do in our spirituality, the more we are able to play with others. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like preschool, isn't it? But, um, I mean, it is like that, though. And mm-hmm. I find that um, the work that I used to do as an individual in channeling and having to harness it and understand it and embody it and all that um, by writing it and teaching it and talking about it and doing readings on it and sessions on it and it's changed now to my growth comes from expanding into collaborations with others through conversation, sharing ideas, um, agreeing on what, yeah, what is the next messages? What are, it's, it's not just about me. It's about we, it never was about me, but it, it feels more about we now. Yeah, it does. This new, new adulting, this playing with others, um, non, non competition, um celebrating more when I see somebody come up with something unique and a unique way that captures people's attention and just going fabulous you know yes um and I can understand what they're saying because I said it this way and they're saying it that way and it's and it's going to reach even more people and I didn't do that and I don't feel bad about that because I feel good about the fact that they're unique you know it's like that you know um self owning it in their um own unique expression um 
they've they've come through with all their experiences from whatever how many lifetimes and this one and being able to use all those skills and talents to express it and I just I just think it's it's more about that now yeah and if I could put it a different way Mm, please also help to ground that it's instead of the leadership being vertical yeah as in someone at the top uh that we used to do which is guruizing yes right oh they know more they're the wisdom keepers they're the the different ones etc and then you know I'm a lower down version you know the Mm. more that we turn it into horizontal leadership Yes. And so when we move everything into the horizontal plane, that's mm. balance and harmony. Mm. Whereas if we keep, you know, even wealth, if it's with the 1%, right, at yes. the top, it's still separation. Whereas if we bring everything onto the horizontal plane, then it's wealth across all, knowledge across all. And so the more that we can see the everything that's brilliant about another the more that we make it our own so what you were saying then is like say you know sometimes we'll look on social media and we'll see someone else and they're doing like so amazing and you know we look at them and go oh my god I'm not as good as you however whereas if we actually fully revere them exactly where they are the wholeness of them without making it about ourselves in any way shape or form yeah the more that we step into that frequency as well yeah I love that that's awesome and it's, it, yeah, it, you said that so beautifully. I've, I've got a memory of, um, you know, people sharing things that I relate to and thinking, oh, who am I to just ask, invite them in on an enlightened conversation in front of everybody? But then I'm like, why, why hide it? Why hide the fact that you loved that so much? You want to share it. You want it to be part of your your um, uh learning at a deeper level because I think when I hop on an enlightened conversation what I'm really doing is saying can we hang out and and can we talk about stuff that um if we were going to hang out anyway we wish we wish we'd hit the record button yeah yeah how many of those conversations have you had where you go oh my god this is everybody needs to hear this Mm. and that's kind of now I'm using it more from a platform of oh I love you that you said that I, I want to celebrate you, you know, um, and and that's where this enlightened conversations comes from at the moment, from my essence. It's about that yearning to want to, oh, I feel a bit teary, but that yearning to want to connect with people who are saying important things that need to be heard and to be in the space of that and to have that also um shared with everybody else not just myself you know so thank you thank you what (laughs) what, you know like the the emotions behind that is because it's your truth and we've a lot of us been so disconnected from our truth for such a long time that we don't know how to tap into that and so you know I'm, i'm so blessed that i'm in a space now where I've allowed myself to really tap into that essence because that's where it's connection and power, vulnerability, all of these beautiful feminine essences that are now leading the way of the new earth. 
all of the unhealed masculine, the toxic patriarchy that we were conditioned was how we lived by. Like women like yourself, myself, others listening to this are absolutely flipping it, and men as well. Yeah, definitely. I love that men are. We're we're, flipping everything. That we're acknowledging that it's energies are embodied by all genders, so it's just about acknowledging where we are on the spectrum you know it's like where am I on the spectrum of toxic masculinity or healthy spiritual evolved masculinity or same same with the feminine where am I um shutting myself down to the point where I'm I'm completely like oppressed and 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 too vulnerable to the place of empowered vulnerability where I can share my truth and know I know, I know that when I'm sharing my truth and from that place that people, it, it does reach into someone's soul and do something. It's got, it does, it's got to, it's it's um because it's that authenticity that, um, yeah. you know, people feel it, you know, when you're really there and that's mm. healing, you know, and I think like we could role model it, but when people actually do it for themselves, they, they, they have so much power and influence in their environment. Um, and they do it in a positive way. So much power. Um, I think of I think of um, uh, Greta. Uh, what's her name? Last name. Um, who's a climate change activist? Gosh, it escaped me now. Um, but Greta's stepped into some words that have been extremely powerful and authentic and vulnerable at times that I think have really moved people to go. Oh, I felt that. Mm. some people have a bit of a although they're not holding back they're really saying what they feel from that place powerful you know and we are at a revolutionary time in history there's my dog snoring back there but we're at a revolutionary time Um, (laughs) just getting on the floor um that conversations are different that um we we're actually having more impact with the the words the vibration that's coming through us oh that's actually just a sidebar that I wanted to to just nuance yeah, uh, you know we're talking about my galactic uh soul name mm-hmm. Ella Mia yes um I actually got to experience what it's like to to download what that is for someone else I was doing a, a VIP day with someone and we actually do a uh, connecting with their organic soul blueprint um, to to find out what business entity wants to be expressed through them out to mm-hmm. the world. Super cool, super amazing, like super, yeah, just amazing. fun and luxe and everything. Anyway, during this, she said to me, oh, I wonder if you could download my galactic soul name. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. I, I don't do that, you know. Anyway, during this channeling session, I actually started feeling a a frequency, a set of frequencies coming through. And then these frequencies started to have a sound attached to them, right? And so then each of, it was like four little pieces and each of these frequencies started turning into a sound and then that sound turned into a word. And next thing you know, I've gone, I just downloaded your galactic soul name. And she says to me, what was it? What was it? Tell me, tell me. And I was like, oh, well, just don't want to tell you just yet she goes well I actually downloaded it as well now this is someone who's not you know down with the woo as we would normally say right you know just quite yeah. fun 
Anyway, and I said to her, well, okay, what do you think it is? Anyway, she started making these sounds. She goes, I don't quite have it, but I've got these sounds. I was like, holy heck, it was the same sounds. And so we both downloaded what then came into to her soul name. So my, my explanation on that is that we are all getting information at all times. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how woo-woo you are, spiritual are, not, etc. We're all getting information which comes down as light codes and frequency all the time. So if we allow more space and dropping out of ego and the humanness, there is so much information and wisdom that's coming through at the moment that so much. we can flip everything. We can mm. flip finance, education. Uh, medical, like everything that we know, business can all be completely flipped like that if we choose to. And when we're ready to, we will do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Did she get them? Did she get them through at the same time you were getting them, or did she get them before she saw you? What What was that? It was during our channeled session. Wow. Yeah. So it was so like this. Same time. Wow. How mm. How awesome is that? It was pretty cool. That's mind blowing. That's yeah. mind blowing. I loved how you said that you you do the um in your sessions that you uh, identify the blueprint of the business entity that wants to come through. Yeah, because <laughs> I've always said like in in business or anything, um, when we're doing the business, we might be we're sort of like the custodians of the the, yes. the, the entity because mm-hmm. it, it it it's its own thing. Once we birth it, it, it starts to do its it, it's an entity of itself really. And it's about us being able to hold space for this business and bring out the best that this business has to offer and not block the business. And, you know, it, it is a relationship. So, but you have to identify what that blueprint is really so you can understand what you're dealing with, right? Correct. So I always say it's the, the triad, right? So one part of the equation is our organic blueprint of our sacred heart space. So that's really like, that our soul like what does our soul have for us right and our soul's been here for lifetime 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 multi-dimensional all the things right yep. and then in this time space reality on say planet earth there is a business entity or a book or an idea or a poem or a song right that wants to come through us it's not us it gets channeled through us it wants to be expressed through our physical body so you know go and watch the movie uh you know of how queen um freddie mercury used to download his songs or like elton john and his writing partner like i'm going they are channeling they're literally channeling and so a really good example of this is elizabeth gilbert who wrote eat pray love and big magic And she spoke in the book Big Magic how she had the idea for uh, a novel and it was about the Amazon and something was going on, right? And so the the idea came through and she tried to write it but didn't really give it the time or space that it required. So she pretty much gave up. And she went and had lunch with a a beautiful um, co-author of hers that she she knows. Um, And this other lady said, oh, I've just finished my book. It's about the Amazon and the da, da, da. it was exactly the same storyline. And it showed her that she didn't own the story. Mm-hmm. It wanted to be expressed through her. However, for 
want of circumstances, she wasn't in the right place, right time. So it went to someone else. Someone else. Yeah. And this is also where I see things like the Empress Codes. It's not mine. Yes. Right. I'm just one of the custodians. And I can't be the mm-hmm. only custodian in the entire planet mm-hmm. for it. Like, mm-hmm. what a responsibility. Right. I'm only just me, myself, and I homeschool my kids. So I got a life and a husband and want to travel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so Think about, you know, the the business, the song, the poem, the all of that. It just wants to co-create with you. So that's part two. Mm-hmm. And then I believe part three is the embodiment side of things. Mm-hmm. For us to be able to hold and express through that business entity or the song or the book, whatever it is, that's where we need to have the embodiment piece. And that's what I call the Empress Codes. Mm. So it's not about ego. It's not about a human body. It's allowing it to be expressed through. And that's why the, the triangle is so sacred and important. Wow. That's very powerful. Oh, thank you. I'm just taking that in. That's really awesome. Hmm. And, yeah, well, I changed my name back in 2005 to Michelle Lightworker because I felt that was my spiritual name. I was actually guided to, and mm. I felt it was like I kind of look at the name now and go, it's a bit wanky. Like in so far as, oh, it's so woo woo, so uh, light worker. But then I'm like, but hang on, you got to have reverence for the time that it was given to me. It was given to me at a time where it wasn't really being used. It was something that I felt like, you know, um, I was making light work of it. You know, it was literally light work and making light work of life, making light work of everything. And the the way these, I didn't even know what channeling was, you know, the way these things came through were channeled, but that was so, it was making light work of me having to think of things and I just did it. And so I really owned it and, you know, I don't regret it because um, for whatever reason, I I do believe there's a lot of power in that that name. I really do like yeah I really I really believe that um it's about working with light and vibration and that it does make light work of life so I'm I'm very it is a powerful word and name so I'm I'm I probably have another name like another another (laughs) dimension name (laughs) Oh, maybe I'll ask that one. Um, but I haven't, yeah, I have I, I was asked to change my name to be be a bit of a advocate for the light workers to follow, I think. Yeah. Not to follow me, just to to, to mm. come to come <laughs> after me, with me, whatever. Um, like you said, I've led it back way back then. Yeah. And there were so many um light workers who we're doing doing the work, you know, doing um, all the energetic work on the planet. And now um, I was just, I had a VIP session with um, a beautiful duo from Canada this morning, a mother and, and daughter duo. And I said to them, not me, I didn't say, uh, channel through, that their next level is to actually go first in abundance for the spiritual community to actually show that to really earth and ground all of this spiritual work into the 3D plane of earth is for them to embody wealth and abundance Mm -hmm. because it was often rejected. 
from the yeah. spiritual community. Oh, I don't need to be wealthy. I don't like material things and yeah. all of that. So it's an old mixed up construct and paradigm. So these yes. days it's like, no, actually we need the, the healers and the light workers of the world to actually go first and to lead us mm. into the, the new earth. Yeah. And so to do that on this earth, you need money. Go make mm-hmm. lots of money. So yeah, yeah it's just so um, interesting when those type of clients abundance the uh, uh, embody the abundance code of the empress codes that they flip everything they know about money completely on its head and then watching them go for charging you know $120 a session to now that's a $4444 a session and you know mm-hmm. 50k offers and 100 and all of this like really stepping into the allness of yeah. it all not just part aspects of it yeah. So that's when we get that holistic, um, holistic power from a space of love. Yeah, absolutely. Always more powerful. And I, I, I'd like to say, who better to have the money? <laughs> we can right. do more. I mean, we can do more cool things for people and the world and each other, yeah. and you know. And um, so, yeah, I'm all for that. Absolutely. And and so, what's on your? Uh, you, you've got a lot of things going on. Are you doing some travel this year? Are you with the family? You're moving at the moment. What's what's happening for your 2023? Yeah. So this, if you had asked me this time last year, I would have been going, yeah, we're scaling the business and we're doing Facebook ads and funnels and we're making, you know, 100K months and all of this. Um, I had to unhook from a lot of that old programming. So now it's, this year is really about spaciousness and desires. So Yep. We're moving over to Italy for a few months uh, later in the year. Yeah. So 50th birthday coming up this year. So mm-hmm. we're heading over there. We have no secure plans. We're like one-way tickets bought. We've got, you know, a villa awesome. booked in Amalfi Coast for a week and lots of friends coming over. So we're doing that. Um, I'll be running my international retreats again. So we've got a Bali retreat coming up. We'll do mm-hmm. a retreat in Italy. We'll have another location where we'll do that. Uh, co-creating a book and also my own book is starting to be channeled through too. That all sounds like a lot. However, it's not actually a lot. Um, I like to keep things still very spacious. Uh, I mentioned before we homeschool our children. We actually unschool them, which means it's all about freedom, about fun, about play. And so for me, it's about keeping, keeping myself as open and expansive without locking myself down to lots of things. I don't like working yeah. hard. I don't like being on the computer much. It takes yep. me out of my flow. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a really abundant year of connection, intimacy, desires, experiences. Oh, sounds beautiful. It sounds very balanced. Sounds like you're in your purpose, but you're allowing space for everything else to also be part of that and um, it just feels really yummy. Yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. I'm going to Bali um, in about three weeks for a couple of weeks. Just come back from Sydney. Uh, saw Moulin Rouge on the weekend, which was fun. Um, spent five days in Melbourne for Christmas. Like this is the most travelling I've done since COVID hit. So it's been like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, all these things. Um, and then planning to, because I'm, at, you know, not working for money and good enough to, you know, happily be in, in abundance. Um I I consider myself retired, so this is my hobby, you know. Um, but it's like spiritual assignments don't cease. So I'm yeah. always open to what what's the what's the what's the what's the thing I need to do for my expansion. 
Yeah. And that might be travel and that might be nothing and that might be uh, more live streams or whatever this, you know what I mean, is taking its form um, to step it up a notch um, for whatever reason to engage with the community more. So that was kind of more what came through last week. Um, and, yeah, I'm just at a place where I'm feeling um, curious curious about how this next phase of my life goes because if you'd asked me to retire a couple of years ago I would have been I'm bored I wouldn't have understood that part of this new phase also involves the other part it's it's its own entity as well post business operating mm. oh and I'm also winding down like work of practitioner training final enrollments will be finishing on the 35th June and and that's been a 18-year journey that's been out there. So not being liberated from it, just allowing it to run its course, um, I feel um, one of the things I've always said to my students has been um, I do it this, I've, I've shown you it this way, but go out, go forth and do it your way, you know, take those and if it's in the same form, fine, but I don't mind, whatever. Um, but I feel like there comes a time where what, whatever work we're giving or, or whatever works come through us, if it's, it could be true and it could be real, but also has to kind of keep up with everything. You know what I mean? Like keep up with the times, keep up with the new energies. It's, it's almost like if I was going to rewrite or rebirth or redo like with practitioner training at this time, it might be take on a, a completely whole new form, you know. Mm. There's just so much that has changed technologically and everything. So for me, it's more like um, a letting go uh, and to see where it arises. I don't know exactly how that works, but I'm just at peace, one million percent at peace with that. So that's that's a big thing happening for me this year. But what I'm really looking forward to, because when I'm, I don't know about you, Janine, uh, but when I'm traveling around, I'm like. I there's some there's stories all around me and I plug into the stories whether it's from rocks trees people um art um places and I feel like sometimes there's a there's meaning I need to bring awareness to that story and I feel like I need to kind of travel around and do more of that mm. in, as part of my soul growth but also as part of unlocking helping with the unlocking like you said um you need to be you need to be the one who to be available to activate something like you just turn up and that's it's more that stuff <laughs> how to explain to people who don't get it so i hope you get it <laughs> yeah. yeah totally and um and how i would put that it's there's a lot of uh energetic portals that want to be opened up absolutely mm, on the planet yes. and so it actually requires us to physically go there yes. a lot of times we can energetically do things but now it's like getting to the point of like needing to physically be, you know, south of France, Egypt. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. So maybe I'll see you around. <laughs> like physically. I mean, I know we we kind of, it'd be funny because we've never met sort of technically like, you know, on the Sunshine Coast, even though we're both on the Sunshine Coast, but it would be funny if we're both somewhere and things require activation, we find ourselves stumbling into each other and going, oh, hello. <laughs> You're here too. Interesting and no coincidences. No, absolutely not. Well, thank you so much um, for joining me um, for this beautiful 
um, sharing of um, awakenings, unleashing, unveilings, stepping into permissions. Whew, it just feels really awesome. I, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. And, you know, I know that even just one person listening to this is going to have that catalyst that they were looking for, that they didn't know they were looking for, to give them permission to to really unleash themselves. So thanks. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you again, everybody, for joining us. And we'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again on Enlightened Conversations soon. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.